1: Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
0: Is it hoarding if it's boots? I don't think so. A woman can never have too many pairs of boots. It's the perfect gift for your loved ones and for yourself. So this festival and concert season is all about boots. Everybody has to show up in style and Takova's is your stop before attending your next concert with all your friends. First of all, you don't know
1: me. <laughs> we're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. Oh, we're we're we'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, girl. cheering for oh. the right team. Drama queens, drama queens. My girl, girl, fashion with your tough girl, you could sit with us, girl. Drama queens, drama, queen, drama queens, drama queens. Drama, drama queens, <laughs> drama queens. Hey, welcome back. Episode seven. Thanks for joining us. This is Drama Queens. We are talking about episode seven of One Tree Hill, Life in a Glass House, Mm -hmm. air date November 4th, 2003. The synopsis of this episode is this is the night that Dan and Deb's annual basketball appreciation party, which what? (laughs) What? Uh, Spurs old memories and new feelings. (laughs)
0: Feelings. Can we start by saying, though, that Joy wanted to retitle this episode... Lamps. (laughs) (laughs) Lamps.
2: <laughs> <Right Yes. laughs> why are there I so want many? some fan out
1: there to yeah. watch that, this episode and count how many freaking lamps. I don't understand why. Is, is it is it always in every episode and I'm know. just seeing it now? I don't know. This felt real lamp heavy. For sure. Karen's Cafe was like lamp. Like, I, I don't even. What's the word? Like lamp purgatory. Emporium? They just go there to hang out. <laughs> it was wait. like
3: going in like a, like a cool quirky old vintage store where there's just like lamps for sale everywhere except it's supposed to be a business <laughs> lamps yeah it's super sale. weird lamps everywhere. <laughs> just
0: lamps everywhere a lot of ambient lighting in this episode which is good because we had some big feelings you don't want to have big because, feelings and like overhead lighting that's gross
1: that's true no there you know what look let's talk about the big star of the episode Brooke. Right? Because Bad this Brooke. was this was Brooke's episode, fully Brooke's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have all kinds of questions about her motivation and what she was dealing with and like, why did she, I mean, okay, my first, well, do okay, how do we start at the beginning or do we just dive into like- No, Brooke's get issues? in, just dig in. What's great about this is that Brooke is really pushing the story forward in so mm. many ways because- mm. The last episode that we saw was uh, kind of as we discussed a reintroduction of a lot of the characters and mm-hmm. the dynamics and just reminding everyone where we all are. But we needed something to start pushing everything in a new direction, and they were like the writers. I guess just were like Brooke. Brooke's got to do it, and so <laughs> you know we were all she's in like our a sexy spots, bulldozer. <laughs> but nothing yeah. would have happened if Brooke hadn't gotten in there and started moving everything around. But I was kind of shocked for the for the loyal friend that Brooke has established herself to be, Mm -hmm. that she would suddenly be manipulating everything so that she could get time with, she could get Lucas and get Mm -hmm. Peyton out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Can you just tell
3: us a little bit about where you were with her then? (sighs) Yeah. I mean, God, I just like... So cringy. This whole episode is cringy for you. Oh, yeah. I hated this. You got to shake it off. It's not real, baby. It's not real. I know. I <laughs> still hate it. I'm just like, oh, God, it's so atrocious. <laughs> um, but, you know, you bring up a great point because Brooke is a device in this episode. Mm-hmm. And that's something, you know, we talked about this a few episodes back, how sometimes you have to suspend disbelief um sometimes you have to do things you may not necessarily agree with to drive the story. So yeah. I understood that Brooke was sort of yeah, she was like a big shiny red truck in this episode just like <laughs> <really in every laughs> <length>.
0: literally. <laughs> but what kind of truck is the question.
3: <laughs> I mean, I I'm I'm thinking like a really shiny Mac truck. Like something <laughs> that really causes Covered devastation. In glitter. Yeah, yeah, like sparkly red paint. Um, oh, yeah. But that was a thing I needed to wrap my head around. And and also such an interesting thing. You know, this was our seventh episode. This was my seventh episode ever as an actor on television. Yeah. And, wow. and to be a kid and to really be bothered by my character's behavior, but also have, you know, our creators and the director say, you you are the literal embodiment of a pot stirrer in this episode we need the drama we need the tension yeah. what i had to lean into to make it make sense bridging that gap was figuring out where her motivation came from you know thinking about being a 16 year old girl and really having a crush on someone who you're afraid might like your best friend your best friend who mm. already has a boyfriend. And and the only place you've ever been taught to feel good about yourself is when you're getting validated by other people's attention. Like that was Brooke's whole thing.
0: The boy's for, attention, yeah.
3: Yeah, like yeah. it was the only thing that mattered in her household, in this place, in that world. And so I really had to try to motivate this bad behavior by a desperate need for someone to say, I pick you. And she mm-hmm. never got it. Mm, so it yeah. was a, it was an episode where she just kept getting rejected. And then, you know, kept drinking her sorrows away. And just like really, by the end of it, had embarrassed herself. And felt terrible. I feel terrible even thinking about it now.
0: But, okay. So let's be real here, though. Because we've established backstory that we've never gotten to see. Mm-hmm. That Peyton and Nathan do this all the time. All the time, yeah. Right? So it kind of yeah. isn't so okay. bad when mm-hmm. you take that into consideration because it's like, oh, here we go again. Like, I've had right. those Let friends. Let me just make this happen faster this
1: time. Yeah, like, yeah. So I'm going to so do I can, this
3: for the 19th time this year. Yeah, yeah. right. It, it softens the blow a little mm-hmm. bit. Well, and like, you're right. And and there is a real moment where you actually see Brooks' feelings mm-hmm. when— Peyton and Nathan are talking and you're you're both basically like butt out. You're being horrible. And she's kind of that is the thing of like, you guys yeah. always do this. And then in that moment, when she realizes Peyton might actually like Lucas and isn't using him as a pawn to make Nathan jealous, and mm-hmm. maybe everything is much less stable than Brooke understands in this high school world mm. of roles and behaviors that she's come to understand how to be a part of. You know that 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 made me so sad when I looked at you and said, "Or you?" I didn't realize you were in my way. Or are you finally admitting? Yeah, I was like, "Oh God, it's all so horrible." She's terrified. But like when we were in high school, for
0: real, okay, my friends and I would kiss the same boys, and like then Mm -hmm. call each other on the phone later and laugh about. Like there was one weekend where we all kissed Jimmy a scene. You know? Uh, oh
2: my <laughs> God, you're
3: so progressive. Jimmy Yassine
0: had like a pickup truck and it would pull up in front of your house. And if your dad didn't chase him off with a baseball bat like mine, you'd go out, you'd kiss Jimmy Asine, and you would come back in and then you call your friends. Hilarious. And he's wow. going to die when he knows that I've called him out. <gasps> but everyone oh, no. kissed Jimmy Azine. Hi, Jimmy.
2: And, and so it...
0: It makes sense to me because that was my real life experience that it's like, oh, yeah, we like the same kinds of boys. Like we all like loved Josh Hartnett and Heath Ledger in high school. You know what I mean? So like we all love the same kind of boys. It makes sense that Peyton and Brooke would like the same boys. And and it's a it's a playful competition until that moment. Where it's not. Mm. And then it's like, oh, mm. I might have caught feelings. That's embarrassing. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah, this is the episode where everyone's feelings feel very real. Really
1: real. And, and hurt. Big.
3: Yeah. Oh, man. I liked, I, I
1: just liked this for Brooke. I know you're cringy, but for me, as an actor, looking at this, it's mm-hmm. such a good buildup. For where she's going, for understanding the complexities. I mean, talk about a multidimensional character, Mm -hmm. um, which, again, a testament to you as an actress, because it would have been really easy to just play it on that one level. Um, Mm -hmm. But you really see Brooks cry for help, um, just wanting a parent and wanting like... Mm -hmm. I mean, now that we know who Victoria is, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs)
3: know, it makes
1: perfect sense. It totally does. So um, I really liked this episode for Brooke a lot. It was it was uh, a moment you just loved it. You love to hate. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, no, don't do it because you love her. So it's kind of okay that she's being so
0: insane. Um, Let's get into the Haley of it all, though, because the whole like, like, be careful! Be careful! Be careful! Be is careful. the most irritating shit in the world yeah. when you're hearing yeah. it. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. But sometimes you, you should so listen. When people tell you to be careful, and you're young, and you don't know what you're doing in relationships. <laughs> That's right. That's right, girls. You know, girls. It's <laughs> hard to know. It's hard yeah. to know.
0: Listen, um, if there are, if you have three friends that say red flag, rule of thumb, it's a red flag. You know, yeah, one like friend that. could be manipulative. Two friends could be colluding. Three friends, yeah. that's the girl, yep. girl code. That's
3: a nice goalpost because you're right. One person could be projecting their own experience onto your mm-hmm. experience, you know. But when a collective of people... When there's a vote.
0: A, <laughs> when
1: there's <laughs> a yeah. quorum.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's hard to
1: listen to, though. I mean, that for all of my major relationships, I had people... Um, tell me red flag, um, red flag. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Are you sure? Are you sure? And mm-hmm. I was just so stubborn and, you know, determined that like I knew, I, I just knew what I was doing,
0: mm-hmm. you know? so well, it's, we're it's fed hard those to fairy tales, to. Joy. We're fed the fairy yeah. tales where it's like beauty and the beast, you know, we, oh, we yeah. are. Told from a very young age, like you can fix them. This will be a fun project, and yeah. then you'll be the boss. Then you'll be the queen because you did the hard yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. And so totally. in this episode, all the girls are kind of battling with that their versions of fairy tales. You yeah. know, you kiss, you kiss the prince, and it's not happily ever after. Then he gets weird and like yeah. starts talking about forever. You know, and like you're like what's yeah. happening?
3: That's yeah. So- that is a great point. And you know what's interesting, Joy, is like as you're saying that, I'm going, mm-hmm. Same. My face is very yeah. hot. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah. And
3: and what's interesting about it is that in a way, I think about it in in particular for the three of us going through those real life trials and tribulations together while selling a fairy tale on screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you had Nathan and Haley on screen.
1: Yes. And people used to come up. I mean, fans would Mm. come up to me all the time and say, I just hope one day I have a relationship like Nathan and Haley. And I was like, I don't want to burst your bubble. But I'm also thinking that's not it doesn't exist. It's not real. (laughs) Yeah. Written by writers in a in a studio.
0: But I mean,
1: I don't know. There's also they went through their own their own trials. I think it was the concept of sticking sticking through it together no matter what. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, Doesn't he get kidnapped at some point? Like, is know, that- I mean, come on.
1: Like, yes, obviously. Guys, I can't
0: wait for that future. One day, if Jeffrey ever gets kidnapped, Lose I hearts. hope you come. I know, but it's
1: true. You need your friends. I mean, yeah. I was, do you remember that guy I was engaged to in Wilmington? <gasps> the t-shirt
3: right. maker? I didn't know we were going to be allowed to talk about that. Guys, we all did it I know, we all did But Moira was so worried about me She
1: was like rounding up
0: people Like, this is not good Yeah, no, he can't come in the trailer I feel like he was banned from the hair and makeup trailer He He might have been, I don't know I mean, he,
1: you know, whatever, he's a sweet guy And I obviously have no hard feelings But like, and I'm, I'm glad that that one didn't work out. And, mm. you know, I've now I have my daughter and lots of other amazing things happen in my life. But, um, I mean, we, we make mistakes because yeah. we're like trying to figure it out and you need friends around you to tell you, well, sorry, Sophie, you didn't mean to cut you off. No,
3: you no, by the way, I'm just thrilled. We're talking about this. I didn't know what was, going. I didn't know we would ever get here, but
1: like, you know, what
3: I think about too is how desperately we all wanted to prove that we were these like professional adults.
2: Mm -hmm. And the easiest
3: way to do that when you're 22 is to be like, look at me, I'm in a grown up relationship and I've signed a lease and I've bought real furniture that didn't, you know, it didn't come out of a box. Like (laughs) we've got a mortgage. (laughs) Yeah. We were all like trying to establish our things. And I have to tell you the sweetest thing that Lee Norris said to me years ago that I really think applies to all of us when I realized that, you know, we've all been asked, big questions by men we decided were not our people. Lee yeah. said to me he was like, you know, it's really interesting how guys can like date all of their dream girls before they settle down and people say good for you. But you ladies get get treated <gasps> like you don't deserve the same um, oh my god process of kind of trying it out. out. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah. I wish I don't know if he even remember this. We were like a little tipsy and having a very emotional conversation about our friendship. And he said, I wish that for you, and I I, I apply this to all of us, rather than people saying like, judging your personal life, our personal lives, people were like, wow, they must be so special that all these guys have tried to get them to marry them. Right? Like that was his whole thing is he was just like- What's our running tally here? Are we at a dozen engagements? I'm like, what'd y'all do with your rings? (laughs) Like, where are they? Hillary oh my God. do you have a box like I'm yeah so no curious. I've got a box
0: I've got a I've All got right. a treasure trove but that makes so much sense it's like you look at the clonies of the world yeah and they yeah. are just so lauded for like oh well they've been with everyone and they found the one yeah but a
3: girl that didn't settle three until she was perfect and it's like well we didn't settle right. either what's happening Yeah, yeah, yeah. guys, we're so fabulous. People want to marry us. That's all that I'm saying. Okay. (laughs) So, congrats to your first fiance, Joy. Thank you. Yes, he he saw. He always knew.
0: He was the practice fiance.
3: In the future, I think maybe we should just buy jewelry for each other and be a little (gasps) more picky with men. That would be my recommendation (laughs) to all the young women listening. Like, give jewelry to your friends and be patient.
0: Romantic yes. friendships are the best mm-hmm. the, because all of the riffraff that goes along with the romance is taken out. You don't yeah. have to put out. It's like nothing weird. It's just you surprise you one another and out. you have
2: yeah. beautiful with meals you know. with each other. Romantic
0: friendships are the way to go. <laughs>
1: Oh man, I can't tell you how many times I have been, I get, get this little notification pop up. It tells me that I've subscribed to something that I don't know even what it is. And it's like, oh, 39 or sixty two forty five annually is coming up. Do you want it? And I'm like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I have too no many idea. There's
2: you know, too many things going
1: on in my day. When am I going to have time to go dig through all these files and figure out what's what? I need help. And mm-hmm. I think we figured out the way. Rocket Money, it's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings.
0: Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features.
1: With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses.
0: I can see all of my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps.
1: Yeah, I love how the dashboard just shows me this month's spending compared to last month. So I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and it keeps my spending on track.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash queens.
1: That's rocketmoney.com slash queens. Rocketmoney.com slash Queens.
3: Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling of just walking in the
1: door and it's like. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like
3: confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Friends, we need a second
0: to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of the product features that I love is their asset library. You can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place. With the new Asset Library, you're able to manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. They also have flexible website templates, so you can get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. Then you just customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want, so your idea, your brand, or your business stands out online on every device. Plus, they will make selling your products on an online store a breeze. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
1: I think this is such a brilliant invention, and I wish somebody had come up with it earlier, but I'm glad we have it now. (laughs) You know, I've been doing theater since I was a little kid. My mom has all these videotapes of me and all these productions. And then we also have all of our family movies and all of the family photo albums and all of the everything that... Just takes up so much space. And I'm so grateful that Legacy Box created this whole platform to be able to condense these amazing memories down into something that's actually tangible and
0: easy to access. Well, and with Mother's Day fast approaching, it is a great gift for the whole family. So you can relive moments like wedding days, first steps, or the embarrassing haircut you had in the 90s. You can (laughs) reconnect with your family's history and hear your grandmother's voice again for the first time.
1: Yes, the process is so easy. You just send in your legacy box filled with old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, and pictures. And their team professionally digitizes everything by hand, In the USA, you'll get everything back on the cloud or a thumb drive along with your originals. It's so easy.
0: Yeah, I mean again, the VHSs, my my new project is that I found Jeffrey's big huge storage containers of VHS and he was making TV shows in the late 80s early 90s that I never got to see. This so is my tight. chance. So, all of his pilots that never that never aired, girl, right? I love uh. those old beta tapes. Yes. <laughs> so, you guys can do this too. Join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Just go to legacybox.com/drama to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. That's LegacyBox.com slash drama.
3: Nothing is more fun for me than decorating, whether it's like I've moved, I have to go on location somewhere, or my friends are moving. I just want to design people's houses. (laughs) It's happy. And you know, like a place goes from just being you know, like a box you live in to a home.
1: Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring that Mm -hmm. vision to life. I can attest to this personally. I am on this site all the time finding amazing things for my home.
3: Every style is
1: welcome in the Waverhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home.
3: I remember years ago, I took a fabulous trip to Europe with a really good friend of mine. And she'd like had a really rough time and had lost her job and um, was just trying to figure out what was next. And I was like, you're coming on this trip with me and on this trip... (gasps) I'm your platonic husband. I'm paying for yes. everything. And we went out oh, to like yes. fancy dinners and had champagne. Mm-hmm. And we had this like fabulous time. And we just cackled laughing about how we were probably having a better time than so many of the couples around who like oh, were with yeah. their phones. So yeah, I'm a big fan oh. of a of an in love platonic friendship.
0: Lucas and Haley have like yeah. a really lovely platonic friendship that I I can't, understand why they never hooked you two up because the chemistry's there but that moment at the end even the moment at the beginning where lucas tells her it's okay like i get it yeah. you know those yeah. moments that you two keep sharing with one another there's a, a physical proximity that mm-hmm. tells the story of how long you guys have been friends because mm-hmm. that's not yeah. a, you know when you talk close, when you touch another person in yeah. your teenage years, that's an intimacy that is yeah. so lovely in friendship, mm-hmm. but also like rare between boys and girls. So yeah. I love that they never took it into romance territory, but but boy, it looked like it came close in this episode. <laughs> it seemed like they could
1: have grown up and been a good match for each other yeah. as adults, yep. maybe, you know? Yep. Um, but... You know, a lot of people don't know this. I Actually, I don't know if you guys know this, but when I first got to Wilmington and we were filming our first episode, we there was some uh, party at the beach. I don't remember whose house it was. It might've been James's house or something. But When um, all
0: the boys rented the house together? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Every, so I went and um, you were there too, Soph. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't remember if you were there or not, Hillary, but uh, I don't it was think late. So. And, and I was out on the roof cause I'm such an introvert. This is what I do at parties. Like I'm <laughs> hang out and then I'm like, oh, it's too many people. And I go stand in the bathroom for 20 minutes by myself. <laughs> so I, there was a window open and a rooftop. So I went out on the roof and I was sitting out there and just kind of like taking a deep breath in and getting some fresh air. And, mm. um, and Chad came out and sat down next to me and we hadn't really gotten a chance to spend time together, uh, at all. I mean, we had our screen test and then, you know, ran into each other in hallways and things, but we sat, we sat down on the roof and we just were like hanging out, talking about life, talking about our friends and people Mm. that we had grown up with. And my best friend at the time um, from high school had been a boy. And so I was really comfortable having that sort of platonic friendship. It didn't feel weird or awkward to me. Mm. And, um, and I just remember that that Set a tone for us. uh, And we sat out there for like an hour just talking. And it really set a foundation for us on set in the future from that point forward. That like Mm. we, he was always, he always just felt like my, like my little brother. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. He was like always goofy and like messing around and doing pranks and all this stuff. But, but um, I really cared about him. I really, Mm. like, I really had a big heart for him from that, just that one night sitting out. I was like, oh, you know,
3: buddy. That's buddy. So nice. He had his dog living in that house. You know what is also so sweet about thinking about that. I feel like I can picture it. I remember that house all those boys had yeah oh my God. we went like- to
0: garden the front yard of that house. Yes. so just for you guys at home, all mm-hmm. the boys, so like, um Brett claywell mm-hmm. and James and
3: Chad and did mm-hmm. us, did anyone else live in that house with them? I did Lee like- live there? I don't think he did because he was going back and forth from Wake Forest. Maybe oh, he would right. crash there. I, I think I don't there know. was one
2: other guy. There's another, maybe one of the basketball players. One of the basketball but they players. all rented this house at the beach together,
0: and it yeah. was not like a beach house. It, it was, was made out of house. like old brick. It had like yeah. gargoyles and, and shit on it. It had a really it. long <laughs> yeah. overhang,
3: so it was always dark inside. Yeah.
0: Yes. It was architecturally the weirdest thing I've ever seen on the yeah. beach. It didn't um, match
3: anything else. No. And we uh, went to the hardware store one day. Yeah, and we were like, these boys need to get it together.
0: They and needed we, a mom.
3: We we planted plants. We put flowers yeah, we in, and we because like they had made all
0: these the big beds.
3: stone urns,
0: oh, God. but they didn't have any like plants. So the place looked
3: terrifying. It looked haunted. It looked super <laughs> haunted. But I, it's it's so sweet because I remember that, and I remember like all of us kind of milling around trying to you know figure out what was going on and. Yeah. Picturing you two having that conversation, it, it makes me think about that sweet last scene in the episode yeah. where Haley's crying and, and Lucas comes and sits next to her. And and I will say, I always had those those moments watching it, being like, this is going to be the moment when they kiss. yeah. But I love in hindsight that they never crossed the boundary for the characters because you guys were able to model a genuine, kind friendship between a teenage boy and a teenage girl yeah and that was really rare that was really rare on tv that that people didn't you know cross a hormonal line at one point or another and you guys never did a show
0: that lasted nine years too (laughs) you know you'd think at some point
1: yeah but no so the scene where we uh I go to his bedroom and uh, I'm like tying the tie. So I had to yeah. learn how to tie a tie because I never had to. <laughs> no, l- I never had I to still learn don't that.
3: Don't you? No. <laughs>
1: it's it's <laughs> harder. It's it was harder. I mean, I'm glad I did it on my neck and then put it on him because we originally it was originally blocked so that he would stand in front of the closet. Mirror, or whatever the wherever the mirror was, and I was going to come up behind him and tie the tie around his neck. And it oh, was you're so half his size. awkward, yeah. He's like, also I could not figure it out. It was so awkward. So we were just like, okay, just put it around your neck and tie it on your own neck and then put it on him. So that's that worked. Um, but that was the first watching that episode. This was the first time I really saw Haley as um, a, she's like a little mini adult, like really mm-hmm. just. <laughs> She was actually so much more confident than I actually was Mm because I was a mini adult, but I was a mini adult facade, deeply insecure on the inside. Mm -hmm. And um, it was cool to see Haley like she was she was kind of badass. She was a tough girl.
0: She's really quick in this episode, like the stuff in the car with Peyton, you know, all her like quips with, you know, Nathan, with everybody. She's so fast, Mm -hmm. which is counter to Peyton, who is like sullen and very slow and mm. very like i'm going to take Patton's my time Quimpy. but uh i don't know that she's quippy in she's these first smart. few episodes it's like there's at least in her conversations with haley it's like i'm going to take the slow beat cuz i'm admitting something that is mm. yeah. not comfortable and haley's yeah, so Patton sharp haley and interesting so um she
1: seems to trust haley yeah, in this episode all of a sudden well, which
0: is i think Peyton is like one of those kids. I remember seeing like a, an episode of Law and Order SVU where there was like a, a girl that had been abused when she was younger. So the result as an adult was that she latched on to people really fast and like mm-hmm. yeah. was like, do you love me? I'm going to I'm going to give you like a really important piece of me and I'm just going to trust that you don't mess it up. And of course, mm-hmm. like everybody messes it yeah, up. Of course, I think Peyton does that. It's like, yeah. hey, do you want to know my deepest, darkest secrets? I know we just met, you know? There's mm-hmm. a, there's like an abused yeah. kid syndrome in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think she very quickly is like, well, Brooke's being weird. Are you my, it's that book. Are you my
3: mother? Yeah.
0: Are you my are best you friend? My friend? Are you my best yeah. friend? Are you my
3: friend? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. We're all Aww. that way though when we're little, aren't we? Like, are you, is it you? Are we yeah. going to be friends till we're 90? Is it you? I think Maybe. So.
3: And I think especially for kids, and I think this is something that, you know, Brooke and Peyton in particular shared was the narrative of absent parents. Mm. You know, like Haley, we didn't see the family, but it it was known that Haley came from this big family and everyone really loved each other. And, and with Peyton's mom having passed and dad always being away and Brooke's parents, like always being on a business trip and her just being alone, Yeah, you know, It's no wonder that each of us is seeking safety and validation somewhere. You're trying to figure out where you can have a safe friendship. And I'm like, if I could just get a boy to love me, then maybe I would be okay. If I can just get a
0: boy to love me, the other. Comfort thing in this, you know, for people who are adrift like the girls are Mm -hmm. Karen, who has seemingly been adrift in her own hometown for the last 16, 17 years, Mm -hmm. running into Whitey at the party and him reminding her of the girl she was and like being like, I'm proud of you was such a it was a really lovely moment. Um, And I
3: loved that they had the sense to put in his dialogue a reference to how happy it's been making him to see her at the gym again, you know, Mm -hmm. watching Lucas play because it, it makes you realize that even though as an audience, we haven't seen them have a moment at a basketball game. It gives you the emotional payoff of learning that Whitey's been tracking Karen being there. And it's so, it's just lovely.
1: And the compliment that he gives her about raising a good young man. Yeah. I mean, that's, As a mom, like when you're, when somebody comes up and tells you, like, "Hey, you did a really good job. Your kid's amazing." It's yeah.
0: like,
1: there's no, there's no greater compliment you could possibly give me.
0: Mm. Do you guys um, stay in touch so, with your teachers? Do you talk to your teachers?
1: No. Do you? Oh my god! From high all school, the, I talk to all the time. Two of my favorite
3: <laughs> teachers. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. It's.
0: I
3: just did a I Zoom. never knew that was an
1: option.
0: Okay, um, let me tell you a little trick. All the teachers are parts of book clubs, right? Or they have like. They don't call them drinking clubs, but they're drinking. I know what you guys are up to at home. It's like they all you know, like have their once a month meeting where they meet at a winery and they like <laughs> discuss a topic. And so, because everyone's been doing it over Zoom, I did uh, a meeting with like my teachers from fourth grade through mm-hmm. graduation and just like wept the whole time because these people they don't. Yeah they don't maybe they do understand that they're like your parents for a little while you know like they shape you in a way that's forever Mm -hmm. um and you know you want to just like then pick their brain about everything ever and so i love that whitey is that person in our show i wish we had Mm. more teachers like that in our show Yeah. Because, like, my English teacher, my U.S. history teachers, my government teacher, like, all those teachers were so vital. Mm -hmm. And we've got Whitey, but, like, we could have done more. We could have had a chick teacher. That would have been cool.
3: That would have been nice.
0: Haley
1: became that later. Yeah, uh, for sure. But it would have been nice to see that influence. It would have been nice to see that influence in her life.
3: Yeah, especially to know who made her so passionate about tutoring and everything would have been yeah cool. yeah what's the backstory
0: did you make one up <laughs>
3: D- oh did you I might have I don't know I just
1: figured like she's really smart and she likes helping people and especially as a sibling in a, in a big family mm. you get used to learning how to help and lend, lend a hand all the time so it probably was super second nature to her and she could make some money Um, Kids from big families. It's like, sorry, kids. I don't have my, I can't give you guys all an allowance. Like go get a job. (laughs) So.
0: (laughs) That tracks. I like that. She's an entrepreneur. I like it. Yeah.
1: Can we talk about uh, Deb and Karen? So good. More of this. I love this relationship. This dynamic is so great.
0: I wonder if they planned that all along or if they just saw like how Moira and Barbara were playing it and they were like, okay, we'll do this now. You know, so much of the season one was fly by the seat of our pants because yeah. all the stuff that they had planned kind of got thrown out the window because mm-hmm. we now we were in competition with all these other teen dramas, like the OC and it was like- What was some of the stuff they had planned? Do you know I, things? Babe, I, all I know is that- Everything was supposed to be narrated by Whitey talking to Camilla. It was supposed to be eight mile Mm -hmm. is what I was told. And so kind of these more like juicy, dramatic narratives were, you know, I think the element of having like two sexy moms became a thing because Desperate Housewives was a very big show, Mm -hmm. you know, the moms on the OC were super sexy. And so they're like, well, let's like bring in these like hot moms that then become friends and then later can be frenemies, you know, that... Building yeah. that arc, mm-hmm. but watching these two women work together, it's like why would we ever split this up? These two are amazing. Oh, well, they have They're such so great
3: chemistry, you know, yeah. Yeah. and and to see that, and to see the the gentle nature that they both apply to what could be a very fraught interaction, it's just mm-hmm. so good. I I want more of it all the time, and yeah. and to watch Dan Scott. It makes sense. Watch him them. <laughs> and he can't. It, it's so genuine what he's seeing that he's frozen and he can't, like, interject with some shitty quip. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why do you
1: think he didn't rush over there to break and it up? stop it? Why, but why did he walk away? He actually. Made the choice to. I have, we have to ask Paul this when we have yeah. him on the show because it's such yeah. a. That's kind of a really big moment to to just leave them alone instead of trying to interject. He and got control outgamed.
0: Everything. Deb outgamed him. Ooh. I'm telling you, man. She wears the pants. Yeah. And, oh yeah, for sure. It's it's. This is her punishment for his behavior at that party last week. Mm. You know, it's like you know what you embarrassed me. <laughs> you misbehaved. Mm. I am going to make an example out of you this party. And now all your friends are going to watch me not only invite them, but give them preferential treatment while they're here. You know, it's, it's a
1: power leading by example. I mean, it's a power play, but like you were saying, when we were watching, there's an element of leading by example that she does that Mm -hmm. is really nice Mm -hmm. to see, uh, instead of typical television everybody loves Raymond housewives where they're just barking orders and always telling him what's wrong and what to do and how to fix it. Dan
0: why can't you just be nice you know.
1: Right you know so what is it like Archie Bunker and the Honeymooners and stuff it's nice (laughs) to see a wife that is she's just being herself she's got boundaries and she's leading by
0: example it's really beautiful Mm -hmm. to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um All right. And Beth Crookham. Beth Crookham. We all have this on our list. You guys, we keep running lists while we're watching the episode. And I love that we've all arrived at the Beth Crookham point (laughs) of our (laughs) list. So, Joy, do you want to tell everybody at home who Beth is in yeah, real so life? Beth, was, Beth in
1: real life, well, she was one of our producers on the show, um, though uncredited as a producer for many, many years. Yeah. If ever, did she ever finally get a producer credit? They said I don't know, she was like
0: an assistant for, you know, like a producer's
1: both, assistant. She
3: yeah, worked her
1: ass off. I mean, she worked harder, arguably harder than several of our producers. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Beth was, I mean... She's like the mayor of Wilmington. Like she knows yeah. everybody. She's involved in everything. Yep. She can get you reservations. She knows everybody that runs every restaurant. She knows the, all the locations. Arts councils, Arts whatever council. you want. And actress extraordinaire shows up to tell Deb that the pies went to uh, <laughs> some, some other party. A bar
0: mitzvah. A bar mitzvah. mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> we were so excited. Oh, it I really love. was like shooting in a small town because yeah. had we been in LA, had we been in New York, you know, we wouldn't have known the day players on the show who would come right. on for like five, six lines. But watching it back, we're like, oh my God, there's so-and-so. Hey, there's so-and-so. Yeah. There's so-and-so. Yeah. Our it's people. such a nice reunion.
3: Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling of just walking in the door and it's like
1: With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence.
3: Get yours now at a retail store near you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively.
1: So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I've had um, plenty of times in my life and seasons where I have needed a safe space where I could just uh, know that there was no judgment. I could just sort of dump out whatever I was thinking. And sometimes Mm. even just hearing myself say things out loud made it Mm -hmm. easier to go, wait a second, actually, I don't believe that. Why am I carrying that narrative around in my brain? But it doesn't always feel easy to say that kind of stuff to friends or people you're in relationship with. So I love therapy for that reason and many more.
3: I do too. I totally agree, especially because therapy is a dedicated chunk of time. Like for me, it's an hour a week where I really focus on my self-care. It's like, I think of it as a, you know, gym for my brain and my heart. And it's so important mm-hmm. to take care of yourself in that way. And like you said, Joy, you can't always unburden on your friends. And I think a lot of us sometimes don't talk about what's going on with us because we feel guilty asking somebody yeah. to help us work through something, but that's literally a therapist's job.
1: Oh gosh, I'm so excited whenever we get these offers. I love using my coupons that I virtually clip out for Thrive because they have all these options of things that I can't find in my local grocer. And the one thing everyone has to do is grocery shop, right? So why not do Mm -hmm. it from the comfort
3: of your couch? And for me, that's where Thrive Market comes in. Totally agree. Thrive Market is my go-to for all of my grocery and my household essentials. And the convenience of getting everything online and then quick ship to my doorstep huge time saver.
1: I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And I use their online filters to suit my lifestyle needs. So whether you're looking for organic kids snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks to make simpler, healthier swaps.
3: Not only do we all save time shopping as Thrive Market members, but I love that I save money on every single grocery order. I mean, on average, it's over 30% savings every single time. Whether that's pantry staples, like you said, like, you know, peanut butter and coconut oil, or I am getting the gluten-free snacks I'm actually supposed to be eating. It really (laughs) makes a big difference. When you join Thrive Market, you are also... Helping a family in
1: need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give.
3: So save time and money. Shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash drama for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, com slash drama. com slash drama.
0: Ooh, honey. You know that I can't wear fancy shoes with a dress. I am a boots and dress woman. So now that festival and concert season are going to be all about boots, Tacova's must be your stop before attending your next concert, you guys. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparels, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. This is so important. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles, and the smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, and with regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to the store, just visit Tacovas.com. that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, So we have that solved for you. We figured it out. You are going to go to cheapcaribbean.com to find deals on all your favorite, all-inclusive destinations. And you're going to spend your summer in paradise.
1: Yeah, guys, come on. Take a break. You work hard. Everybody's working so hard. Mm. Swim up to the bar in Punta Cana or... Sit with your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. You can score an extra $175 off site-wide vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd.
0: Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com.
1: Everyone, we have news. Hi, we're doing a virtual event in September in honor of One Tree Hill yes, Day, 9:23. Yeah,
3: Everyone in the OTH fam knows it's our favorite day, and this event is also going to benefit one of our favorite groups. Us ladies are raising money for Kind Campaign because they do incredible work in schools to end bullying. And honestly. Our Tree Hill High School needed that. <laughs> yeah, yes, ma'am. For sure. Yes, ma'am. So
0: there is a lot of information forthcoming, but check out loopedlive.com. They have everything right there, and more info will be added soon. So we can't wait to see you guys. See you on
3: OTH Day.
0: Beth is um, a force, and mm-hmm. she would have to do all the stuff that no one else wanted to do with us, including ADR. Um, Oh, yes. Which is additional dialogue recording. And
1: basically a set therapist. Yes. Like, you know, the the woman that we would all talk to about all the craziness that was going on. And she was like just dealing with everything. And she's an artist. And she collects art. And she's like an interior designer. And she runs this charity that... uh, Rwanda, yeah. In Rwanda all the time. I mean, what an amazing woman. We should... um, find a link actually to some of the charity work that she does so people can yeah. go check it out and support her. But that was just so fun to see our mm. friend. Yeah. In that episode. Yeah. And then then you know we get to see again Karen uh kind of saving the day for Deb mm-hmm. or or did Deb it was vice versa man. It was, versa, man. Yeah.
3: It it was, was a little because now- of partnership.
0: Yeah. After you know, after the party is like the mean moms were leaving. They're like, "Where were those Sherry? desserts from?" Sherry,
2: who I love,
0: <laughs> she had the same like haircut as Deb. Like I love how <laughs> they styled like all the cheerleaders to dress like Brooke, and then uh-huh. they groomed all the moms to look, to like, look Deb. like Deb. Yes, so good, strong
3: move, it's really man. smart. Also, Deb's one-liner. Speaking of her planning this perfect party and working with Karen, when she catches Dan flirting with that bartender and says she's young <laughs> enough to be your daughter and in this town she might just be
2: <gasps> so Ooh, good so Woo! good. yeah
3: that bartender was played by melissa egan by the
1: way yep. who if you're a fan of hallmark or um we could find out some of the other stuff that she's done she's a she's a she's a good working actress M- missy egan melissa egan now um yeah we had a lot of um we had a lot of people come on our show that continued That's into it. really successful careers.
0: Who's your who is the one that always makes you scratch your head because I know who mine is. I'm like, how did that person come on our show? Who? Do, Evan what Peters he? on our <gasps> show? Oh my, oh my god. god. Of course. Like,
1: oh he's Evan Peter's. the greatest.
0: Even at the time, he was like, I don't know what I'm doing on this show. I'm going to go do like much cooler sh- than this, you guys.
2: <laughs> he <totally> <laughs> <was>. <laughs> She's so um, cool. But it is
0: fun seeing people kind of um like learn the business and come mm-hmm. up through the ranks, like on a show um, from twenty years ago, because I did that on Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. my that was my first. Like, what am I doing? Um, yeah, it's fun to see those little guest spots because mm-hmm. you forget that everybody has that one first job. Yeah, Joy, what right. was yours?
1: Felicity was a, was one of those for me. I mean, yeah. my first job ever was like a dog commercial or something when Aww. I was twelve. But yeah, in terms of shows, that Charmed was another big one, oh, another yeah. kind of guest spot. I feel that, like I saw you um, dressed
0: as a princess on that. Oh
1: yeah, I was a busty <laughs> Ooh, princess. Whoa. I was like, it was me and Rose McGowan <laughs> having some sorcery, you know, battle. <laughs> um, that's up my fun. alley. Loved okay. her, by the way. Was there a wand? She was so fun. She had a wand, I, I think. Damn, it. I did not have a wand. You deserved a wand. I did not. I had. I. They really made a big deal out of my boobs in that episode, though.
2: Well, that's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so fun. There they are. Um, there they, there are. they are. So what
3: was yours? Oh, man. Um, I mean, my it's very a- first job, I did a Kit Kat commercial. That's how I got my SAG card. What? Yeah. That's delicious. And then then I worked, I did a scene in Van Wilder with Ryan Reynolds, who literally, yeah. when they were like, get on your mark, I just looked around and he was like, it's the thing with the tape. This is how you stand on it. And I was like, oh, you're Aww. nice. Um, Aww. And then TV... Right before we did our show, I did a couple of episodes of Nip Tuck.
0: Oh, that's, that's right. right. You were yeah, sexy that in that, too. Wild. You know, they had you pegged as this kind of, like, vampy character. And I mm. I feel like when that came out, it kind of lit the fire on our show. Like, oh, she can do that. Like, that's what she does. Okay.
3: And I was like, I don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, I am I very much... Um, uh, more comfortable in tomboy roles please leave me alone all girl school (laughs) yeah so like Brooke was really a push for me Sophia you got a role that I wanted
1: um a pilot a few years prior to that it was a um it was like a pop star you were a pop some some super pop star
3: it was a movie movie. that's right
1: and I remember going in for the audition and uh Britney Spears's name was on the call sheet like what? it was a, it was a big, it was a, really it was a big, 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 movie, yeah. really big movie. And I found out later, I think when we were auditioning for our show, and maybe I, maybe cause I met you in the lobby or something, I probably looked you up and I don't even know how it came up. Something, somebody, somehow I realized that you had gotten that part. I was like, yeah. no way. But what happened to that, by the way?
3: <sighs> it was a huge deal. It was actually pretty crazy. The studio, um, wanted to stand up. God, you guys, this was in the era Prime Time, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Mandy Moore, yeah. oh, and yes. they wanted to do a movie about a young pop star. And the idea was so weirdly foreshadowing that this girl kind of has like a nervous breakdown on tour and decides to, in disguise, a la all the movies where Hannah they just Montana? put Rachel Lee cook in glasses, go <laughs> huh? home and go to school, like in her hometown but just disguised as not herself. And it was a really rigorous process. The auditions were crazy and it was at MGM. And they wanted to do a movie with two options, meaning two sequels contracted. And they wanted a six album record deal. (gasps) And they were going to try to stand up an in-house record label with this movie so imagine in two thousand one or two. I don't oh, yeah. even know. I feel so was cheated. Gonna be, oh, I know. Sophia was going to be the next Britney Spears. No, it was like, you don't it even was understand. Conant. I was like working with hi hat. I was working with the best choreographers what? in the music business, like yeah. recording music and dancing my face off. And but it was going to be to stand up the label. And do the movie and then launch a tour and, like, do a full thing. It was a $65 million project.
1: It was a star-making machine.
3: It was a huge, huge deal. And, yeah. And they, they like, some something changed hands, I remember, at the studio. And then there was a whole conversation where, like, they couldn't get that much money. I mean, Jesus, so much money. Yeah. And yeah. they... It it all sort of fell apart. I mean, if it was boys wearing
0: tights being superheroes, they'd find the money.
3: Of course. (laughs) (laughs) But it all basically came apart in the technicalities of them trying to launch a record label and a movie. And so we didn't
0: do it. That's a lot of spinning plates. Like, I get it. A lot
3: of spinning plates. But God, I had such a good time, like, working on it,
0: prepping for that.
1: But hold on.
3: Second, so cool. Then like when are you gonna put out an album? Because those skills don't disappear. I know
0: so. I Guys, are we gonna start a girl group? Let's just do I mean, it. Let's just not. do Let everything. Do like, what else are we doing? You know?
3: Let's just, just start a girl group. Yeah, we don't have enough things to do. We should absolutely write a record. I would love it. We're that. so
0: bored. We have so much time. Oh my god, yeah. can you imagine? Guys, we gotta we gotta so get in a van, put a camera in there and hit oh the road. God. Yeah. Well, that's our yep. next gig. All right. Don't worry, kids. Coming to an arena near you. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Drama Queens, the band. Um, oh, talking about musicians. Can we talk <gasps> about our sweet, sweet Brian Greenberg? Brian
3: Greenberg Aww, singing Elliot Smith him. and the reveal of Baby Jenny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Big He's, he's so good in this episode because he's so, he's so
1: natural. Yeah. yeah.
0: He was, he was a fully formed adult. You he know, really like I, I felt like I was still like, you know, molding myself. And Greenberg oh. just showed up and he's like, I went to NYU. I'm good at this. Watch.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, you want me to be um, quiet and be having an internal dialogue with myself and then mm-hmm. you need me to sing? Yeah, I can do that. And the rest <laughs> of us were like, <laughs> "He was oh, like the real Lucas. Yes! yes. Oh, my
0: God. Yes. He was real Lucas.
3: Greenberg totally is real life Lucas. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, God, um, Joy, you. His reveal it. is great. The way he doesn't <laughs> treat Brooke badly, yeah, but yes. he also knows how to move past. Like he's a nice boy, a nice boy, um, yeah. which is why it was so like, wait, what? That he had a kid because yeah. on television at that point, like fast kids, you know, bad kids, yeah, were the yeah. ones that had children in high school, mm-hmm. and so to see like the lovable, you know, philosophical jock as the yeah. person with the baby was like what that's crazy talk yeah. I'd never yeah. seen anything like that I hadn't either
3: Mm-mm.
1: I thought it was such a great opportunity to just the as that storyline goes on to just see you know consequences of different you know consequences of your actions when you're in high school and but it wasn't like shamed or harped on where he was Mm -hmm. like embarrassed or it was just like about here's a situation we're in how do we treat each other right and that is something I could so get behind it's just such a beautiful message and Mm -hmm. I loved that he carried that storyline so beautifully
3: Mm -hmm. and there was something so special and you guys pointed this out when we were watching it in the moment where You know, he's singing and it's revealed that it's him. And then you realize he has this baby and he's putting his little girl to bed. Mm -hmm. And then Nathan walks in and finds Brooke like passed out. And you you guys like almost made me cry. Just observing like they're just two little girls who need a parent to put them to bed. But Brooke doesn't have parents. There was no one to put her to bed. It just. That crushed me.
0: It crushed me. Yeah, that was really hard to watch. And it was, you know, we had sharp editors on the show. Yeah. That is, yes. I, I jokingly John say, I, think. I believe in the power of the edit. Yeah, yep. and, and I do because we didn't shoot those things at the same time. I don't know that they were in that sequential order in the script, but to put mm-hmm. them back to back that way with those camera moves, it was done intentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah without making the audience feel like they're being beat over the head with it. Yeah. yeah, You were just somebody's little girl. <laughs> oh We have to talk about the
1: kiss. Oh, God. Nine. We have to talk yeah. about the kiss. That was, okay, that was, I a, was a little. I, I felt robbed, I have to say. I mean, all this buildup. Yeah. But A, it felt like it was too soon, but maybe that's because we're binging and not mm. watching it week to week to week. I mean, binging is in like every few days we're doing this. So yeah. so maybe for the audience, it didn't feel that soon, but it felt very sudden to me. Um, also, maybe just because I'm an adult and I'm like, these yeah. young kids, they're you just kidding? like moving way too fast. Way too fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, but sorry, no, I just want to say like, it, I, I felt a little robbed that with all the buildup, the kiss was like so, it was forced.
0: Um, it was hard. Brooke, it was broken. to made it happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, w- I didn't get that soft romantic moment. No, because it's feeling. not a
0: soft romantic moment, you I know? No. That is, um, that's something that I have struggled with watching a lot of teenage movies, teenage TV and stuff like that, is that you see teenagers going into romantic moments like adults would. Like, mm. I'm going to move in real slow and I'm going to kiss you real gentle mm. and hold mm. your face. And that's bullshit, you guys. It's just total bullshit. <laughs> like, you're yeah. going to, like, knock teeth. You're going to, yeah. like, you know, Peyton is kissing You're him right. Because she's mad that her yeah. friend is being a real asshole in front of everyone and forcing mm. yeah. her hand. And her ex-boyfriend's been a nightmare. And it's just like, you know what? Fine. Everybody here. Like, yeah. that's she's what like, she's like, saying there. Yeah, and it's not yeah. until later where Lucas comes and finds her that I think she feels guilty about mm-hmm. like yeah the the show of it all, you know, which is mm-hmm. why the invitation to like sit on the swing and then go kiss in Nathan's parents' room, you know, it's a little bit of an olive branch, but it's still a f- you, it's still a vindictive move because she's purposely taking Lucas into Dan Scott's bedroom yeah. to turn her nose up at the power structure in this little town.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: so I was for that. Like that made perfect sense. That felt like something that a 16 year old girl would do, you know, yep. like okay. to hell with the patriarchy, you know, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. do what I want. Um,
1: But with this guy that she really likes, but yeah, but I, she had a hard time accessing that vulnerability.
0: I thought it was enough that they could just like stand there and like kiss, right? Or stand there and like open mouth kiss. If you're going to like, you know, when I was in high school, the first time you kissed a boy, like that was it. Like you, you'd make out for like 20 minutes. Cool. Okay. Well, I'll see you on Monday at
3: school. The way it was written
0: was very graphic um, which made me nervous because it was like you couldn't mm-hmm. question it because it's like, well, this is what's written out. So we have to get the shot of you mm. unbuttoning his shirt and we have to get the shot of you kissing down his chest. And so Chad was cool to like leave a white, like a, like a white tank top on underneath his button up shirt. So I wasn't just like kissing his bare body because that's yeah. weird. That's
3: so we'd, weird. We'd all known each
0: other for like a couple months, maybe a yeah. couple weeks. Yes. And it's high school. Yeah. It's not. We cared about
3: the example we were
0: setting forever. Their young I was, girls, too. I was so whacked out about it, you guys like, yeah. so whacked out about it because they wanted me like kissing all the way down his body, down to like his belt, and undoing his. Like, Whoa. I don't know that you Oof. see it, but I had to undo his belt. And Whoa. so, Robbie McNeil, our director, knew that I was very concerned, and I was like, I'll give you like two takes, three takes max, but I'm not doing this all night. Like, this is inappropriate. Good. If you can't catch it, like. And I like looking back, if I heard a little 21 year old on set being like, you get two takes, I'd be like, this little monster is bossy. (laughs) (laughs) But I just really didn't want to do it. And I was so nervous. And so Mm -hmm. I went back to the hair and makeup trailer. My manager, Meg, was in town for this who I'm still with. And she, I mean, I was like crying in my trailer. I'm like, I don't (gasps) want to do this. I'm just so, it feels dirty. It feels like they're trying to sex everything
3: up Mm -hmm. because Brooke's being so weird in this episode. Like everything just feels so heightened. Yeah, they really like turned it up to a 10 out of nowhere. (sighs) It just was exhausting.
0: You know, they got a note note from
1: the network. Yeah,
0: that's it. So I went into the hair and makeup trailer and they're like cleaning me up because I'd gotten upset, you know, and JoJo, Our hairdressers, like, yo, girl, hold on one second. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And we had a bottle of grapefruit vodka on ice. And we all, and so all the women in the trailer got together and they're like, you may feel like you're in on this like all by yourself, but we are here. We're standing right behind the monitor. Like, cheers to you being a badass, kiddo. And like, we all did this shot together. Meg was like, I've never done that on a set before, you know? And it was such a moment of sisterhood that really Mm -hmm. solidified my friendships behind the camera. Because I knew we were going to have to continue to do stuff that felt weird. I felt like a prostitute, Yeah. right? Like, it was the first moment that I was really like, I'm kissing someone for money. I'm getting paid to do this, like performative, like that I don't want to do. Yeah, it was just it. There's a morality thing where you're like, oh my god, am I a sex worker? Me, yeah. In a like, way, where's the where's the line? you know? Is this it's only fans in 2003? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so knowing that there was this kind of army of women that were like, you can come here, like we'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, made it a much safer space. Meanwhile, Chad's like, were you drinking?
3: And I'm like <laughs> you're like I have one oh, shot.
0: I'm a professional. <laughs>
1: I'm
3: fine. <laughs> I I think about how some of those like rituals and support systems are so meaningful in those arenas, and I mean, I even remember, I just remember feeling so grateful, like in between takes doing mm-hmm. that party stuff that we were like, like in the corner yeah. <laughs> because it felt, it feels horrible to have to behave in a way you don't want to behave. And oh, whether yeah. that's like having to be physically intimate with someone because your characters are intimate or like, ugh, I struggled so much with this idea of Brooke, regardless of what the motivations were, and thank God we found out about them eventually. But, <laughs> but her being a mean girl, like, it yeah. was so awful. And and being able to have space, all of us together, to, like, really separate out that energy from, like you're saying, what we were doing behind the scenes. I mean, yeah. our hair and makeup trailer was, that was like Shangri-La, man. We, it was, were, <laughs> we had a lot of fun in there. And we laughed bad in there. Yeah. and like we're so lucky that we got to have that it's about finding your safe space yeah
1: yeah and it makes me now want to create that for the on the next show that I'm on I want to create Mm -hmm. that for the the younger women that come in that is such a southern thing too by the way yeah like the southern hospitality and women just surrounding each other with support I I wish that I had been in a different space in my life at the time where I could have accepted a lot more of that mm. and been open because I feel like I was I received the least of that because I I I pushed it all away because I didn't trust a lot of people mm. just because of my own issues and the stuff I had going on in my life but mm. you know so I love hearing that that was happening for you guys and it and it makes me mm. excited to like find a way to create that in the next space that I get to go into mm. you know
3: well, it's why I'm so grateful that we have this.
0: Yeah. like Oh, yeah. No,
1: this like is the best. Like, we've made
3: it.
0: All the broads have reached out and been like, yo, girl, would you want somebody to come on and talk about some real dirt? We'll come on. What? Which I think <laughs> having our crew gals on, it's uh, like y'all are excited for the actors to come oh on. God.
3: JoJo and Jane Beck getting on this show. Woo! It's going to get so spicy. Dang. yeah well
1: guys should we um should we spin the wheel should i think it's time i'm very into uh, most likely to
3: (laughs) 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 we need a theme song for this
1: we really do we need a
3: jingle
0: oh boy all right most likely (gasps) to (gasps) get back with their ex back with their ex (laughs) not it Friends. Uh,
3: oh, not it. No, I mean, no I think prior to this episode, we would have said it would be Peyton, right? Because her and Nathan were sure. so off and on through high school.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, but no. No. I think Nathan, not Peyton. Oh. Nathan you was know, most likely
3: to you. get back with yes. his eggs. Yeah,
2: because he was sort of like, I'll just yeah, go, I guess wherever. This is fine. You see, want it's kids? exactly what it is, okay. It's Lee
3: Norris's point. Invert invert the way we talk about. it.
2: Yeah. Like yes. these
3: girls yeah. are just so amazing that everyone wants to be with them forever.
0: Listen, <laughs> we can't help this. Okay, so Nathan, but who, like in real life, <gasps> is part of our cast? Let's see. Uh who was real oh. just sentimental it's you know everyone's like married now with kids so we can't say it yeah <laughs> we're like mm. um yeah i mm. don't know most likely to get back together with their ex. did anyone get back together with an ex on the show i'm trying to think it's like everybody kissed everybody it was
1: i definitely have a habit of Breaking up and
0: getting back together with the same people for a you while. Do. I've yeah. only done that well, once and it was a terrible... It's because you're sympathetic, Joy. It's because mm-hmm. you like believe. I'm like, once you're yeah. dead to me, you're dead to me forever. I'm <laughs> yeah. never gonna look at you again, you monster. Um Yeah. All right. Yeah. Look. No, I don't
1: know. I'm good with Nathan. I think Nathan's yeah. a good
0: I think that's a that's solid choice. The, I'm into yeah. it. Okay. Cool. Done and done. Do uh, we have some boy. fan questions
1: or anything that oh we want to hit on? Oh my god, yes. guys, Are I we?
0: love the fan questions. We're getting the nicest messages on like in like our DMs and stuff. I'm so um,
1: sweet. Um, Mandy wants to know how did you each feel about the lack of parental guidance each of your characters had, mm-hmm. which we kind of touched on. I never really paid much attention to it as a teenager, Mm -hmm. but now it really breaks my heart that none of your characters had parents in the first few seasons and mostly went to Karen when you needed a parent. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's true. Poor Karen having to deal with all our (laughs) crap. Or Haley. They went to Haley all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Haley was always trying to clean up messes, I feel like. You
0: should have just been able to be a kid, damn it. (laughs) I know. You you know, I think that – So much of my real life identity was formed by having all these boundaries. Like I was the kid that had the earliest curfew and I wasn't allowed to go out of a 10 mile radius from my parents' house. And, you know, on, on New Year's Eve and Y2K, I was supposed to be in the basement with the family, like bunking down. (laughs) <laughs> and my yeah. big rebellion was that I went to my best friend's party, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. those boundaries defined me. Mm-hmm. And so it was very difficult for me to portray not one, not two, but like multiple kids yeah. that didn't have that at all. It just mm-hmm. felt weird.
1: Yeah, I think that worked for the, ep- for the for the show, though. I mean, it's a show about kids and uh, what we we're going through. And I think we had somebody that represented um in some ways, like a, a piece of something that everybody could relate to in their uh, part of life. Uh, having a parent, not having a parent, coming from a big family, having a parent that was gone, having a parent that was absent, having a parent that was very present, having parents that were present but emotionally absent. The boys had
0: parents. Mm. Do you feel at all mm-hmm. like they knew how to write for boys and parental figures but they just didn't understand how girls work in that capacity?
3: Could be. I think they probably didn't understand. And to be frank, I don't think they cared. I think they planned on, you know, a show about brothers where the girls were kind of accessories. And the fans really loved the girls. The girls hey, thanks, watching fans. the show identified thanks, guys. with us. Thank yeah. you all. And I think very quickly, because I remember a story about one of our bosses going in and literally, like, wiping off stuff on the board and putting girls' names up on the board, like more of mm-hmm. this. Wow. And I I think we kind of took them by surprise. And I think there's... <laughs> People a, like these dames? These yeah, are right, crazy. I right. just thought we'd put them in skirts. You know? <laughs> and, like... I think That's that enough. Well, it was fast enough identity for them. Um, and I think that then there's the practicality, you know, we all now have directed and produced and we, we know what the behind the scenes stuff is. I think there was the practicality of, Oh, we've got like 10 people in a cast. We can't yeah. hire another eight parents. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think they were yeah. like, mm, we'll get there eventually, but more actors are expensive. yeah well we bring in parents later
1: and you know we find out more about that later on it's a slow burn
3: hey hold on I want to
0: I want to do this next question because I think something like there's a bell going off for me we have a question from Audrey that says you thought Peyton was the villain right which I did I was told like oh she's super unliked yeah um But especially in episode seven, Brooke comes out as the villain, the Mm. way she treats Peyton and even Haley, who she didn't really know yet, is the complete opposite of what was introduced before. It feels like she's just being mean to be mean. And then she goes on to ask, when you were filming these episodes, did you feel like this was something that made sense for her to do? Well, no, but like bells are going off now in knowing that they were concerned about the audience not liking Peyton did Brooke get thrown under the bus in order to like get the fans to like move their things? So.
1: I think it made the most sense for Brooke to be the shit stirrer of the episode. I think like there was no other option.
3: I think it's she- probably a little bit of both. I mean, honestly. there's a business
0: element to every decision they made about yeah. us.
3: Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah.
0: And it, it is a 180. You know, mm-hmm. we just established in the last episode, like throwing pom poms at each other, like, oh, my yeah. God,
3: I love you so much. The most. And then it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, I think it went more extreme than it might have, perhaps um, to help shift some of that. And I think okay, that makes sense. I do think that Brooke made sense to be the shit stirrer and I
1: and wear <sighs> that red dress. Mm, God, they took girl. it so mm.
0: far.
3: Woof, literal devil in a red dress. <laughs> and the matching red earrings and red lipstick. So too. much red, just red so. everywhere. Yeah, bad yeah, girls. My hair weirdly got really red in this episode. Like when we're walking through the quad, I was like, whoa, what is, what's happening there? So yeah, I, I would imagine it's a little bit of both. Um, but I think that interestingly, whether it was a device or not, Taking her so far, kind of seeing how far she might go in the acting out gave us a an eventual space to talk about like what yeah. happens to kids when they have absentee parents. You know, yeah. how do you try to establish an identity when you don't even have a fully developed prefrontal cortex? Like you don't know anything.
0: That's our little scientist right there. She's going to figure out. <laughs> How the Brain Developed in Brooke Davis. God bless you, Sophia. <laughs> um, we've got a great episode next week. I can't wait, Ooh. you guys. This Episode eight is the search for something more. Do you remember what happens in this one? No. What happens? I don't know. I can't I don't wait know. To find out. <laughs> all right. So you guys at home, watch the episode along with us. Um, and then we'll all be back
3: to chat about it next week. Yeah. Let's do it. Can't wait. Bye, everybody. See you, next See you week. later. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at drama queens O T H.
0: Or email us at dramaqueens at iHeartRadio.com. See you next, next time.
1: We are all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl. Drama girl cheering for the right team. Drama Queens, Drama Queens. But tough, girl. you could sit with us, girl. Drama queen, drama queens, drama queens. Drama, drama
0: queens, drama queens. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to sunscape resorts and spas and do your deal at cheapcaribbean.com.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: Boy, I've spent definitely a significant amount of time in therapy in my life and I think there's just so many layers to life that can be hard to navigate and having somebody there to just talk through things really makes it makes the days easier sometimes.
3: It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through.
1: BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you.
3: Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I don't know about y'all. I love the holidays and they also stress me out. <laughs> Yesterday, I was trying to get everybody's gifts wrapped and I just needed a second. I was on my fourth paper cut and I was like, okay, take a walk around the house, <laughs> calm yourself down. And you know what I did? I went and got myself a cookie and I felt better. So all I'm saying is if you're tired or besieged by paper cuts, I think you deserve a cookie, too. I agree. Guys,
1: (laughs) Keebler Sandies are buttery. They're shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries,
3: pecans, and almonds. And each Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by those cute little Keebler elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies, it's the perfect treat that'll keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Is it
0: hoarding if it's boots? I don't think so. A woman can never have too many pairs of boots. It's the perfect gift for your loved ones and for yourself. So, this festival and concert season is all about boots. Everybody has to show up in style, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert with all your friends. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first-wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacova's.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots
2: today.